Amen. All right, so on Sundays for the last three weeks, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the importance of being continually filled with the Spirit. We laid a foundation for what the work of the Holy Spirit is. And last week, Tom invited us into deeper, a place of deeper intimacy with the Holy Spirit. And there was such a deep sense of his presence here last week. This week, I want to continue on the theme of the Holy Spirit, but change gears a little bit. And we want to lay some foundational teaching on the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of speaking in tongues. And I don't know you all, and I don't know what your understanding is, but I really felt the Holy Spirit impressing, impressing it on my heart that it was important that we all have a common biblical understanding of this gift. So there's no room for confusion, okay? Now, for someone who isn't a believer yet, coming to church can be pretty strange. Or if someone's new to the faith, it can be pretty, it can be pretty strange. I want you to put yourself in, or remember when you first got saved, put yourself in someone else's shoes and you've got not, not much grid for church or anything and you come into a service, man, let's be real, it, it can be weird, hey, if you don't know what's going on. Um, there's a room full of people singing their lungs out to a God you can't see. They're like waving their hands around like crazy people. Sometimes they're jumping. Sometimes they're like yelling out things, declaring things, praying really loud. Like for, for someone that doesn't know God, isn't walking with God, that can be a bit weird, Right? And then sometimes they even start to pray in a language and it's not English and I don't think I've ever heard it before. I don't know what the heck it is. Um, do you ever think about that? What it might be like for a first-time visitor or just someone that doesn't know the Lord yet. And so I just think it's really important that we teach along the way so that we don't leave anyone behind. And just because we know it, it doesn't mean that everyone in the room knows it or the new people know it. And if you know this stuff, don't switch off. Take notes. I'm going to give you scriptures. I'm going to give you stories. Take notes because we're called to disciple the city. Amen? We need some amens here. Come on. Come on a journey with me. We're called to disciple a city. Okay? So imagine if 100 people got saved tomorrow. I can't catch up with 100 people in one week. Impossible. You're going to have to catch up with someone. You're going to have to tuck someone under your wing and start to teach them how to walk with Jesus. Okay, so this sort of teaching, it equips you to do that. It helps you when you've got to explain this to someone else, right? Does that make sense? All right. We're going to start in Mark 16, verse 17 to 18. And it says this. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. 
praise the Lord. It says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. Not might accompany those who believe. These signs will accompany those who believe. All right? It's not a maybe. These gifts are not for the super spiritual anointed Christians. It says, these signs will accompany those who believe. Put your hand up if you're a believer. All right. Excellent. These signs will accompany those who believe. You. In, in the name of the Lord, you will cast out demons. You will speak in new tongues. You'll pick up serpents with your hands and it won't harm you. You will drink any deadly poison. It won't hurt you. You'll lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. All right. If you ever think like, oh man, don't feel condemned by that. If you're not seeing that in your life, man, go as you know the Lord, he will help you step out in this, right? It's not something that you try to do. It's something that you become as you know God, okay? So I just read this verse to point out the gifts of tongues is for every believer. It's not just for a few. It's for everyone. Now the Bible teaches us there's four types of tongues. And I think it's important to also distinguish that two are for public use and two are for private use. Okay, so let's delve into the public ones first. The first one, tongues are a sign to the unbeliever. Tongues are a sign to the unbeliever. And we're going to go to Acts 2, verse 1 to 12. Or maybe not quite. It says, When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are these not all who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in his own native language. Far out. And then verse 12 says, And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to, to one another, What does this mean? In that instance, the Holy Spirit fell on the people, on the disciples who had been waiting for him. And they began to speak. They were given other tongues, which were actually languages of other nations and they were declaring the goodness of God in another language that they had never studied. Okay, do we get that? That's what happened. And it caused the unbelievers to be like, oh my gosh, <coughs> sorry, what the heck? It was, a, it was a sign to them that God was real. John Bevere tells a story of this that illustrates it beautifully. Um, one time he was preaching, packed room. He's got a staff member sitting 
on one of the back rows and she's just praying quietly for, for John for the meeting and she's praying in tongues, right? So she's there but very quietly just under her breath praying to herself just for the meeting for John. At the end of the meeting, a man came up to her and he said, where did you study French? And she's like, I, I don't speak French. And he's like, you were praying perfect French during that meeting. I'm a French professor and you were praying perfect French. And he's like, not just normal French, but the old dialect. It, it was perfect. And he said, that's not all. When you were praying it, you would pray a scripture and then one minute later, John, he would say, turn to this scripture and it would be the same one. And he, he said, you did it for the whole time. You were praying and then he would say, turn to it. And it was a sign to him. He wasn't a believer, but it was a sign. God's real, right? Do you see how it works? Amazing. Okay, that's pretty cool. Hey, so the first one is tongues are assigned to the unbeliever. Okay, we got it? Second, tongues for interpretation. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 14, 5 to 6. And it says this. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. And the, the Corinthian church had been a bit messy. So he wrote them a letter to set them straight, right? Essentially. Now, he says, I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be built up. Now, brothers, if I come to you speaking in tongues, how will I benefit you unless I bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching? All right, so he's basically saying that the purpose for this type of tongue, a, a public tongue, is that it needs to be interpreted so that the church, the whole body, can be built up and edified. Does that make sense? It's really important to understand this. The reason we meet on a Sunday is to come together and worship God in unity and stir up the saints to love and good works. And it's also where we get equipped by the fivefold ministry, that is the apostles, the teachers, the pastor, the evangelist, I've missed one, the pastor, did I say that? Prophet, sorry. The fivefold, right? To do the work of the ministry. That's why we meet here. That's what we do. Okay? So if I'm like shabba, 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 shabba away to you in another tongue and no one interprets it, what does that benefit you? It actually doesn't benefit you, does it? The kids are running around. They're loving it. Okay? So in the, in the context of a corporate meeting... We don't speak, we don't have someone speaking in tongues unless there's interpretation because otherwise it's, it's not benefiting anyone and the whole reason we're together is to be stirred up in love and good works and to be equipped, right? Does that make sense? 
Now, there is an instance of where the Holy Spirit will move upon someone to speak in a tongue. But that person should immediately give an interpretation so the whole body can be edified or the Holy Spirit will move on another person to interpret it for the body. So again, the body can be interpreted. Does that, uh, the body can be interpreted. The body can be encouraged. Does that make sense? All right. And this happened in our community a few years ago. We had a prayer meeting. Everyone in the room was a believer, so there was no non-believers, and we were there to pray. All right, so we started the meeting and we um, started praying in the Spirit. So we're all speaking in tongues together because we want to know what the Holy Spirit wants to pray. We don't just want to be praying what we want to pray. We want Him to reveal where He wants the meeting to go. And so we're praying in the Spirit to, to tune in and hear what He's got to do, what He wants to do. And so we're praying, praying, praying. And then someone releases this big authoritative tongue that rose, rose above every other one. And it was like, whoa, there's whack on that. And straight away, another, another person in the room said, I feel like I've got an interpretation. I feel like the Lord's saying this. And, and it, she directed us to a scripture and it was the word of the Lord for our community and we were able to all be edified and we lent into it and prayed into it and it was, it built us up, right? That's how that gift should work. Does that make sense? Okay, is that clear? All right, so tongues for interpretation. They're the public ones. Okay, the third one, now for the private ones. Tongues for personal edification. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 and 4. Verse 2 says, For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. And verse 4, The one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Amen. So we can see here that tongues in this case is for the believer to speak directly to God. It's not for anyone else's benefit. In doing so, verse 4 tells us that you'll build yourself up. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? So God gives you a gift to build yourself up. If you're feeling low, pray in the spirit, man. Get into it. Think of it this way. God has given you the ability to speak to him on his level. Okay? If I'm going to go and speak to the Prime Minister of Australia, or if we take it up a notch, the President of the United States of America... Can I speak to them on their level? I got no idea what's going on. They are like, they're like super people. They've got, they've got their finger on the pulse for so many things. You know, there's national security, there's people, there's all these delicate things that they would be aware of. So I can go in and talk to them, but I have no idea how to engage with them on their level, right? 
They, they would actually have to come down to my level and they'd be polite and they would like be kind and communicate with me but then they've got to get back to running the country, okay? God is the creator of the universe. His ways are so much higher than my ways. And yes, he knows me and he loves me and he communicates to me on my level, but he's also given me a gift, (sighs) the gift of tongues, so I can communicate to him on his level. It actually bypasses my intellect and I communicate with my father's spirit, my spirit to his spirit. Does that make sense? And what happens? It builds me up. (laughs) I receive wisdom. Oh my gosh, I pray in the Spirit. And as I pray in the Spirit, I receive wisdom and revelation. And He teaches me things I didn't know. And He sends me to like scriptures. And and He shows me and reveals me things, right? Does that happen to anyone else? Yeah? Okay, so as you... Pray in the Spirit, it build, you build yourself up, right? That's what it's for. Example, just this morning, last night I turned my alarm off. Usually I get up quite early to pray and to seek the Lord. But last night I was going to bed, I was like, I'm going to turn my alarm off because I felt a little bit run down. And I was like, I might just have a little sneaky Sunday morning sleep in. Anyone have any of those? They've... Anyway, so the Lord, however, <laughs> had another plan and he did let me sleep in a little bit, but at 6am he woke me up and he said, Naomi, will you come and pray? And I opened my eyes and I was like, oh, I had a massive headache. I woke up with a headache. That never happens to me, ever. But I opened my eyes, massive headache, and I was like, oh, but he's asked me, and I can't say no, because I love him too much. (laughs) So I was like, of course I will come and pray. So I get up and make my cup of tea, and I go, go into the room where there's no one, and I be, I always begin in the word, I wash myself with the word, and, and drink my cuppa and pray, um, read the word, But then, man, my head was thumping and I was just saying to the Lord, oh, I feel so hard this morning. And he's like, press in, press in, girlfriend, there's reward, press in. So I was like, okay, pressing in. And I started speaking in tongues. So I just start building myself up in the spirit and I'm praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Don't really feel like I've got a headache, but I'm praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. And as I do that, the headache starts to lift, right? Amen. Praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit. Um, And seriously, as I prayed, I could sense that my praying stopped praying for me and I started shifting to praying for the community, for our church. And I started hearing the Lord speak. um, And... For me, it felt like 15 minutes, but at 10 to 8, my husband knocked on the door. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just praying and being with the Lord. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to take us out of training. I'm like, what's the time? And he's like, it's 10 to 8. 
So I'd been there for like nearly two hours, but it felt like 15 minutes. It had not been a drag at all. I felt on top of the world by the time I'd finished. I was built up. I was edified. I'd heard the voice of the Lord. I'd journaled what he was saying. I'd prayed for you guys. I'd prayed for me. And I'm like, glory, glory, hallelujah. And I don't even have a headache anymore. Man, what a gift. Praying in the Spirit. Ah, so good. What could happen... If as a church community, we all committed to praying in the spirit every single day without fail. If every person in this room is like, I'm going to commit to praying in the spirit and I'm going to start with five minutes or start with 10 minutes or start with 15 minutes, but I'm going to start and every day I'm going to pray in the spirit. Guess what? We'd have a church that is built up and encouraged because the Lord's doing it. It's not... You're not building yourself up on the latest preaching sermon or whatever. It's the Holy Spirit building you up, giving you what you need for the day, for the week, for the... And, and guess what? A few headaches might lift off too. A few sicknesses might lift off. A few lies might go away. Because you don't have time to believe lies when you're praying in the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. What could happen? Imagine. Ah, I feel like there's an invitation from the Lord. It's full on. He's been speaking about this all week. I, I wasn't planning to go in this, down this, this road, but he's been like confirming, confirming over and over. He's like, Glory City Darwin, pray in the Spirit. I want to do something. Pray in the Spirit. And I feel like use your intentional time set with the Lord to have a chunk to pray in the Spirit. Carve it out. Make it a discipline. You might feel weird at the beginning, but my gosh, far out. The Lord will, will do something in your life. But then also use your driving time. Man, we're, some people are driving from Palmerston to to over this side and vice versa, use that time to commune with the Lord on his level and receive building up and strengthening, right? <clears throat> use that time in the shower. Don't just stand there and think about all the bad things that happen in your day. Pray in the spirit, commune with the Father. When you're doing the dishes, when you're hanging out the washing, pray in the spirit. If you don't know what to pray, pray in the spirit, okay? It's good for you. <clears throat> okay, the fourth one. Thank you. Whoever, Carla. Oh, thank you. The fourth one. Tongues for intercession. Now, intercession sounds like a scary word, but it's just a word that simply means praying for someone else. Okay? So let's demystify that a little bit. We're praying for someone else. We might be praying for an individual. We might be praying for a community, a family, another nation. Intercession is praying for someone else. Romans 8, 26 to 27, it says this. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. 
And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. How awesome is that? How many times do you just feel frustrated and like, ah, I can see that that person is going through this crazy situation, but I don't know what to pray to make it better. You just want to fix it for them and you don't know what to pray. Praying in the Spirit actually taps into the mind of the Spirit and then you actually start to pray prayers that are in accordance with the will of God, not just what I think is a good idea. Amen? Don't, isn't that a good idea? Let's just actually pray what the, what the mind of the Lord is and what the will of the Lord is rather than wasting a whole lot of time praying what we think should happen. <clears throat> Testimony. A couple of years ago, my sister Leah was having a baby. And she's a weapon. She doesn't use, she doesn't get drugs or do anything. She just has the baby. She's amazing. Anyway, she had gone into labour. I'd gone to bed. (laughs) Um, And I got a phone call early in the morning. I think it was about three or four o'clock. I can't remember. But it was her partner and he's like, Naomi, he's Indian. I'm not even going to try and do the accent. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I can't do it. Where's Georgie when you need her? She would do it for me. Um, And he's like, there's a bit of an emergency. They're going to do uh, an emergency Caesar because the baby's getting distressed and they're really worried. And I'm like, I'm going to pray. So I... I, I think I asked a few questions. I'm like, is Leah okay? What, what's happening? And they're like, he's just like, there's, there's people running around everywhere and I'm feeling quite stressed. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to pray. Hang up the phone. Okay, I didn't know what to pray. I didn't know what the problem was. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I have no grid. I've had babies, but I, I don't have a grid for specifically what's going on in that situation. So I'm like, that's okay. I'm going to pray in the Spirit. So I start to pray in the Spirit. It's the middle of the night. I'm walking my lounge room in the dark. I didn't have the lights on. And I'm walking back and forth. And I'm like, shabba, 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 shabba. I'm like going hard. And I have no idea what I'm saying, but I know that it's powerful. I can feel the presence of God. And I'm shabba, 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 right? pacing back and forth, in eight minutes, after eight minutes, it was like, whew, peace of God, peace of God. I was like, ah, it's all good now. Went to bed, went back to sleep, got a phone call in the morning, Leah's had the baby. I called you and then the baby just started coming out and it took eight minutes. So while I was praying in the spirit, right, interceding for my sister, it shifted what was going on in the natural and there was a baby born, healthy baby, healthy mum. Okay, do we see the power of this? Of leaning into praying in the spirit for other people as well. (sighs) Gets me fired up. It's like in an army, in the army, right? 
in a combat situation, or probably in a normal, you could probably say, in a normal situation, they will have some sort of code to talk because they don't want the enemy to know what they're talking about, okay? Because if the enemy knows they're going to be at X, Y, Z, the enemy will come blow up that place. Like, it's just common sense. So they have their army talk. They'll be like, I don't know, Delta, <laughs> Charlie, Echo, whatever. I don't know what you do, but you get the picture, right? There's, there's code, there's talk, so the enemy doesn't know what's going on. And, and I think we need to remember that we're in a war. We're in a spiritual war. And, you know, we just forget sometimes, I think. But what, what is going on in the spirit is, is more real than what's going on on earth. Okay, right? And so when we pray in the spirit, the devil has no idea what's going on. Zero idea. He doesn't know what the language of the Spirit is. So I'm there praying for my sister, shabba, shabba, shabba. The enemy has no idea what's going on. And all of a sudden there's angels going left, right and centre. And there's a baby born. Boom. And he's like, damn. Damn it. Right? The devil hates it. Because you're shifting things in the atmosphere. You're commanding things to happen, okay? And he's got no idea. So when we come together for a pizza and prayer night and we're like shabba-shabbering away and we're like agreeing and we're in unity, that does chaos in the, in the spiritual realm for the, for the darkness, for the side of darkness. And it advances the kingdom, okay? We need to engage with this. It's powerful. I'm just, how many stories do I tell you? Let's have a few more. One day last week, I was praying in the Spirit. Um, it was just part of my morning, just praying in the Spirit. And very quickly, it turned into praying um, tongues for intercession. I could tell. We shifted gears. It wasn't just like random. Uh, it wasn't just nice and floaty and edifying for me, right? It shifted gears. It was quite intense. And I was like, man, I can't sit down. I feel like I've got a volcano erupting in my spirit. And so then I'm pacing. I'm pacing in my bedroom and I'm like, da, 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 right? Praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. Um, and it, it's seriously, it's like karate chopping things in the spirit. You don't know what you're karate chopping, but you, you can feel it's shifting things. All right? We need to do some more of that karate chopping. <laughs> and, and suddenly, as I was praying, I was like, what am I praying for? And I... The Lord actually gave me understanding. It's like you're praying for the church. You're praying for the church in Darwin. And as I continued to lean into that, he started to give me English to pray with the tongues. So I had some understanding. Does that make sense? It was powerful. It was powerful. I don't know how long it went for. Didn't have a timer on. I just went until it was like, till I had peace. Till it was like, I feel like the karate chopping is done. All right? 
But isn't that encouraging? The Lord will pray through you for other people, for communities. It's powerful. Imagine, like I said, imagine if we just all did this every single day. All of us. All right. Another time a few weeks ago, I was praying for a dear friend and it's one of those cases, like I said before, it just hopeless, it just seems hard, very hard. And I'm like, I just wanna help you and love you and see it all get better. But I don't know how to pray and I don't know how to help. So I'm like, God, you gotta pray. So I start praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. As I prayed in the spirit, I felt... um, revelation bubble up. I'm trying to look for the words. I felt revelation bubble up and I felt the Lord start to give me insight into the spiritual reason why all of the um, physical manifestation stuff was happening. Does that make sense? So I'm praying in the spirit and he starts to give me revelation. He gives me a word. He's like, look at this. This is the, the doorway. Deal with that, right? And so it's like, wow, now I've got intel from heaven as to what the real problem is and I can pray with some, with some authority and some intentionality and see that shift for her. Does that make sense? It's powerful. Do you see what a gift this is to us? It's a gift. I know for some of you, I'm preaching to the choir. Be built up and encouraged. Keep going. This is a gift for you. Okay, so in summary, four types of tongues, public, tongues as a sign, tongues for interpretation, the private ones, tongues for personal edification, tongues for intercession. The benefits, it increases your intimacy with God. Of course it does. I'm praying with the creator of the universe on his level, in his language. Of course it's going to increase my intimacy with him. It keeps the enemy at bay and in confusion. You receive the counsel of God for situations and for, for people. And it brings you rest and refreshing. So good. Ephesians 6.18. It says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all the Lord's people. I want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit is saying to us as a church, come on, guys, pray, 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 pray in the Spirit. Lean in, lean in. I want to do something here. I want to do something in this church family. I want to do something in this city. I don't know if you can feel it in the Spirit, but there's a stirring in the Spirit. There's a building in the Spirit. What do you do when that happens? You lean in and you be like, yes, I'm in. I will pray. I will partner. You need someone. I'm your girl. I'm your guy. Lean in, guys. Pray in the Spirit. Start. Start somewhere. Set a timer. Even if it's five minutes, just start. It will change your life. It will change your life. I have no doubt. If you haven't been baptised in the Holy Spirit, if you're like, man, this sounds amazing. I want this. If you're a believer, it's available for you. It's available for you. It's as simple as that. And we'll pray for you right now. We'll pray. 
And you'll be filled with the Spirit and you'll start to pray. One thing I do want to say. God will give you utterance, but He probably won't move your mouth involuntarily. Does that make sense? You actually have to move your mouth. Okay? Just for anyone that's like, how, how does this even happen? For me, I didn't have this huge power encounter where I was like, I don't know, the power of God fell and I was on the ground and I had no idea what I was doing and whatever. That didn't, that's not how it happened for me. I saw that this was available for me and I'm like, God, I want the gift of, of course, I want to speak in tongues. I want to be baptised in the Spirit and I want to speak in tongues. And I went for, I'd been talking to him about it for a few weeks and I went for a run back in those days. <laughs> I don't run anymore. <laughs> I should run. One day, Sarah, I'm going to come with you. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I need to run. Anyway, I go for a run and I'm like, I want to pray in the Spirit. God, fill me with your Spirit. Fill me with And I'm running. Fill me with your Spirit. And I hear a, a, a syllable, one single syllable. And, and in my head, I'm like, oh, that's so silly. I'm not going to say that. That can't be it. But you know what? I was like, no one's here. I'm running. No one can hear me. It's just me and the Lord. And so I started to say that one thing over and over. I used my mouth and I leant into what the Spirit was giving me utterance. Does that make sense? And I leant into it. And as I started to say that one thing over and over again, then it was like a river. It was like, thank you, girl. You pulled the cork off and out it comes. And it was just like... Shabba, 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 right? I'm not actually going to pray in the Spirit right now. But that's what it was like. And I'm running and the Spirit's bubbling out and it's amazing. It's like, and it hasn't stopped since. But I've got to make the decision to engage. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Jono, can you come up? We are going to... Who's hungry for the Holy Spirit? Who's hungry to be filled to overflowing? Who's hungry to be pressing into everything that God wants to do in this season? Who is hungry for that? Stand up. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. And then we're going to pray. If anyone wants to receive the Holy Spirit, we'll pray for you. Our ministry team will come up and we'll pray. Amen. I'll talk about that after. I want more of you, God. 